getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Happy Wednesday. It is the bottom line on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Madisonson, Ben Porman behind the glass taking care of us. It is a bottom line Big Five Wednesday. Um, last week, Sneed and I predicted who would have the biggest wins in the conference for the Big 12 weekend. Um, and the week before, you just had so many close matchups with the the outlier there was what West Virginia just pounding BYU but outside of that you had a lot of close ones this week it seemed like there was some more mismatch miss miss a lot of mismasses last week yeah remember that scotch in the coffee I was talking about the teachers that's over here you sent me to recess while you went out (laughs) Matt's got too much energy go out there I got (laughs) I got to numb up over here uh I'll tell you this. Sneed and I only got two. We we of our five predictions, we differed on one. Uh, we both said Texas, Kansas State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and the one we differed on, I said Houston. He said KU. Now, clearly, even on some of those, like the Oklahoma State one, they didn't even win, so they don't count. Um, UCF had the biggest blowout. Neither of us got this. Forty-two points. As they just shell shock Oklahoma State. That was just Oklahoma State looked unprepared, frankly, like they didn't handle the weather uh, either very well, um, and I mean, just kept giving the Knights the ball. So it's like, <laughs> hey, you want to look at a game plan to not do this week if you're the Red Raiders? That, that, just anti Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma, which we both got, they win their game by 39 points. Kansas State, which we also got, uh, won by 34. And then Iowa State beats BYU. There's a growing trend with this BYU team, which is kind of gross with how, of course, your game went. And, of course, you had some injuries that affected that. But Iowa State wins by 32 points. And then the fifth one was Cincinnati by 10 points. Their first Big 12 win. They did it, beating Houston. Speaking of teams who looked bad on Saturday, Houston looked not great. Not great, Bob. This week, Matt, I will let you go first. Five highest rushing teams in the conference. Just looking for totals, not individual performances. I'm curious where you go this weekend. So two of them do fall in to the same game. Okay. I've got uh, Texas Tech and UCF leading the conference in rushing uh, for this following week. UCF's averaging just over... 232 yards a game. Tech's not not super high in the conference. I believe they're ninth in rushing yards allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, I got TCU going against Baylor. Uh, again, Baylor's just not strong on the defensive side for stopping the rush. No. Um, boo! Boo! The uh, Blue Bonnet game. What did, what's the full name of it? I, I understand, like, TCU didn't. They're so anti- Forget that Christian is what C stands for, so we can't call it the Revivalry, which was a great, a great <laughs> name. <laughs> well, we can't do it anymore. So we're the Blue Bonnet Bowl, whatever. Whatever. The 
anything with TCU. I just don't care. Yeah. yeah. Um, stupid. And then it's I like have, a stupid thing to get mad at too, but it's like, of course, of course, you you guys would take away something cool. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Great job. So these these next two. Sorry. That's okay. Soapbox continues. Uh, these next two, I've got Texas. Okay. Um, Iowa State is actually pretty good at stopping the run, but they're even better at stopping the pass within the conference. Mm-hmm. So I think Texas will will have a game. And then um, the last one is the team that got shellacked last week. I think Oklahoma State is going to mm-hmm. hopefully come for some redemption. I think they <laughs> can't play any worse than last week, but uh, mm-hmm. man, they, they, they got destroyed, as you said. They came out flat, unprepared. Just handing the ball away. So I think this week it's like a bedlam hangover. Yeah, is what it felt like. I think this week they are going to put the beat down on Houston mm-hmm. in a bad way. So those would be my five right there. All right, so you have Tech, UCF, TCU, Texas, and Oklahoma State. Yep. We share. It's my favorite thing to do is the crossover. Uh, we share three. Oh, we share three. Um, I'll start with Oklahoma State. Yeah, I think you're about to have a focus up game because now they're brought down to to uh, the muck of all of these teams that are five and two. And as much as we go, boy, they, they you control your own destiny, and they did. And then uh, UCF said, uh, "We would like the ball, please. Would, yeah. you, would you would you give us the football? Can we and, have a word with your destiny?" Yeah, and Alan Bowman said, "How sure? How would you like it?" <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I think you'll see a focus up game. Houston not great at stopping the run. I think you'll see a big day in this team rushing yards, but this is clearly going to start with Ollie Gordon. Um, and then I also agree with TCU that Baylor defense is bad. Yep. It is bad. And so I think it's more to do with Baylor than it is for TCU, but they have a, a decent rushing attack. Baylor giving up 187 mm-hmm. yards a game on the ground. Yep. So good pick. And then we share Texas Tech. We do not share UCF. I think they'll get hindered a little bit on the road by Tech's defense, but that's the worst rushing defense in the conference. UCF, like in conference yeah, they, play, they statistically are. the worst. Um, I, I think that that's where the depth part has played a factor in their inaugural season in the Big Twelve. Yep, um, they're giving up right at right under two hundred yards a game. Yeah, on the I, ground. I think it's taken them a while to catch up. Now, as a whole, they're playing better. Um, but the defense, I, I get they had all of these takeaways last week. I think that just had way more to do with Oklahoma State uh, and feels kind of like an outlier. Now, you can't just relax clearly as you host them on Saturday, but I think you'll have a good day on the ground. Um, I also think you'll need to. The two that we differ on, I think Oklahoma, they, even they though were, they can throw, I know. But, they were there for me, but I, I I switched them. We had another one. We had one that I did that that, that you picked. Oklahoma, I think, taking on BYU. Um, I mean, I, I think it's going to be just another crushing day, and they're just going to rack up stats in all sorts of departments uh, against the Cougars. But I think one of those will be good enough to be in the top five this week. Uh, and then over in the Sunflower Showdown, uh, I think I might have to watch through my fingers quite a bit in this game because I think Kansas State uh, is about to just roll through them on the ground. Th- See, I didn't, I I didn't want to touch that one because mm-hmm. I just didn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that game's going to go, but the Oklahoma one was interesting to me because I almost was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I can see them, but I think they'll just air it out. The one that I didn't want, see, like the one that I didn't want to touch was any part of like the Texas ISU game. 
because one with Jonathan Brooks going out, are they still talented? Yes. Iowa State, I think, is going to do everything in their power in Ames to muck that game up and say, Quinn Ewers, you are going to have to beat us. Um, and also, I mean, like like Kansas went in there uh, with a healthy Jason Bean going. I, they did a little bit of the same of what I think they'll do to Texas. Now, Texas is more talented than Kansas, but we all know that's a, that's a good rushing attack. Yeah. And they were held to, as a team, under 100 yards. And they said, Jason Bean, you're going to have to beat us. And he did, but I think you're going to see the same thing against Texas where they're going to go Quinn Ewers, especially without Jonathan Brooks. Like you, You're not just going to run it down our throat. See, I think that it, it might. And maybe it still happens, but I, I don't think it will. Yeah. It might, so I think that with their pass defense being good in the Big 12, the number one, I believe, in, in mm-hmm. yards allowed for Iowa State, I think that they are going. it's going to force Texas to – pound the ball. Mm-hmm. And I think without having Brooks, I, I guess I'm going off kind of the element of there's just another good athlete sitting back there on Texas because <laughs> that just seems how they go. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I can understand that one of why you didn't want to choose Texas. And I think too, like, it, it's just, I think that's going to be an ugly ball game. Yep. I think Texas will still win it close. They're right now a seven and a half point favorite, I believe, on the road. I think I would take Iowa State on the points. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, they just beat them. That'd be great. That'd be that dear dear Cyclones. <sighs> Please have some late night seven o'clock kick magic in. Ames. Now that and and it's been this way, but now that Texas Tech is out of the running for the Big Twelve, I just right, want, they're not all the way. Well, you know what I mean. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. That's that's the scotch and the coffee. I just I want to see total chaos in the Big 12. I just want to keep seeing all these. I want to see Oklahoma State get beat again. I want to see Texas continue to get beat. I just want to see everybody get beat. I can't believe so. you just like threw pie in the face of my facts <laughs> that they're not eliminated from the Big 12 championship game, and it can still be Texas Tech versus Iowa State So if everything shakes out. So right. Iowa State, yes, I, I'd love to see them win. That would be the most Big 12 thing to happen, too, this year because, like, it just just as as much chaos as we expected, and then it didn't seem like you were going to get it, and all of a sudden you got a whole heap of <laughs> chaos, and now everyone's muddled in. They're trying to figure out how to do tiebreakers in the Big 12 right now. Outside of it seeming like Texas is still going to be in it, this has been an awesome first new year of the Big 12. It's the bottom line. Bringing you the truth, or... Something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. It's time for the fastest growing game show in the world. Take versus take. You've got the bottom line on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Jamie Lent, Ben Porman, John Ben Jovi has the questions for us uh, today, which means... It is a Jamie Two Shoes and Viking competition. I thought I was going to get out of this week without doing take versus take. I thought, oh, would that bring out? I thought you and Matt Jamie played going. earlier. My bad. <laughs> no, t- that's uh, that's on Tuesdays. Wednesdays. Uh... Wednesdays I do take mm-hmm. versus take. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I'm ready. I'm prime. I'm ready. You're prime. Yeah, I'm ready. Jamie Prime. Let's go. Was that your go-to stretch? 
Or was that a fake cartoon, not cartoon joke stretch? First thing I always stretch is my calves. I'm prone to calf, calf injuries. No. Well. So I spend extra time stretching my calves. It's really all I stretch. Just your calves? Like a Just lion? My calves. Out everywhere else outside of the calves? Lions don't, that's the joke, like, lions don't need to stretch, even though cats stretch all the time, like, oh. 90% of their life. Okay, I didn't know that joke. My bad. Never mind. All Sorry. Right. Swing and a miss. Joyful Jamie's not very smart. <laughs> Maybe the person saying the joke just isn't very smart. Maybe. All right, take it over, Ben, please. All right, fellas, today, Clint, starting with you, Ugh. who would you most like to sing the national anthem at a sports contest? Oh... Do I go serious or do I go comedic here? It's, it's your take. It's your take. I would have answered uh, after watching the Redeem Team documentary yesterday on Netflix. Uh, I would have said Marvin Gaye too. Oh, can it be? So do they have to be alive? Can it be anybody all time? Not necessarily. It could be all time. Mm. I'm still going to go Adam Sandler singing it as the <laughs> in his lunch lady singing voice. Sloppy Joy singing voice. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to troll everybody. <laughs> Although everybody would know what he was doing. So as soon as they said Adam Sandler, I don't think anybody's going to be like, he's about to do this so serious. Like he's about to do this so well. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go that SNL version of Adam Sandler. Could you make him do it like with the rays and tone just like he does in the in the wedding singer <laughs> put a bullet in my head oh, yes that might it? be even better that version of yeah. emotional sad depressed adam sandler from the wedding singer in the full garb too we're still kind of got that mm -hmm. maybe like a barry manilow-ish hair is that how you would describe that i don't know i don't know i'm in i'm in either way Yeah, I'm going to choose David Spade <laughs> just because I think that would be even funnier. I think Adam Sandler actually has some skill and talent yeah. in that regard. I think David Spade would be a train wreck and it would be hilarious. It would be so nasally. Why did we go from the same like famous friend circle? <laughs> That's funny. The SNL friend circle. I love it. <laughs> Only one missing is Chris Farley. Hmm. Doing the fat man little coat dance while he does it. Mm -hmm. Richard, what's happening? Clint, I'm going to give you the point on this one. Yes. All right, Jamie. Fat you're guy up. in a Jayhawk suit. Fat guy in a Jayhawk suit. <laughs> what? Who's doing Farley? Uh, okay. All right, would you rather... <laughs> Watch a regular season game courtside or a high-stakes playoff game from the rafters? I'd rather watch a regular season game courtside. I, I just think uh, that's kind of a once-in-a-lifetime deal. And when I'm watching a postseason game that means a lot, man, I don't think I want to be around a bunch of people. I think I want to be uh, you know, in a controlled environment where I can see it the best, where... People aren't annoying me where it's not packed and I can get to the restroom easily enough. Mm. All of the above. Can I 
can I like hand pick the playoff game or is it just like any playoff game? Any playoff game. Because if it was like, hey, you're gonna see like a a championship deciding game, I don't care where I'm sitting. Uh, and honestly, from from that case, like I I do think it would make a difference if it's like a if it's like a if it's like game three. And it doesn't, I mean, it means something, but it doesn't. You know there's more series to be played, but you're up in the nosebleeds. That would certainly still be fun, but I think I would rather go courtside in that discussion. But if it's like a, or a series deciding one, if it was anything that was ending a series and moving on to something different or winning the championship, I don't care where I'm sitting, just to say that I was there and I could see that because that's a more memorable moment. So I'll go nosebleed on the uh, hand selection that I'm never <laughs> game deciding. Or so you both took deciding. the same approach there. You both took the same approach. But I have to go with Jamie on this one because of the bathroom statement. I think in all the years that we've done take versus take, mm-hmm. that's the first time Ben's given me a point. No. That's a lie. <laughs> that's a lie. <laughs> I feel like you always smoke me when Ben's asking the questions. I can recall at least twice where you've won. Okay. I can't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have just a bad can't. memory. Yeah, as much water as I drink every day for to make it a, try to make it a gallon a day, I gotta be close to a restroom. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> you uh my thing is like I don't know, because then with that angle, people are going to know, like, or watch you leave, and then, I don't know, there's something about going back in front of all these people at center court. It's like, that guy just go to the bathroom? If he was at Nick's game, Spike Lee would be cracking jokes. That's grandfather Clint again. Who's sitting close enough that they can see the other people sitting courtside and like, oh, that guy's gone to the restroom twice. Well, if you're sitting courtside, why you wouldn't just, you just be watching the game? It's going to be very obvious that, like, hey, that's not, like, from the, let's go from the side, right? Anywhere in the stands first, and you're going, hey, that person's leaving, and I'm watching them leave because they're not uh, a player. Right? Like, why are you walking? Where are you going, buddy? Who do you think you are? Huh? Sit down! Uh, and then if you're <laughs> on the rest of courtside, then you're walking in front of them. And when you don't come back with a snack or a drink, you're like, yeah, that dude couldn't hold it. Missed, like, best alley-oop in the game. Lay off the cranberry juice, pal. The final question, Clint. Start bench cut. Who would you want as the voice of your baseball team? Hmm. Adam Sandler. Sorry, just kidding. So you have Jack Buck. Okay. Marty Brenneman. Ernie Harwell. In any consolation, Vince Scully or Joe Davis. So it's a start bench cut. Then one more you can add to the bench, whoever you bench. Well, I want to start Vince Scully if he's an option. He'd be my favorite on there. Um, I think I would bench Brenneman and then I guess cut all the rest. Yeah. Yeah. Those would be the two leaders. And certainly Vince Scully, like far and away, would be my number one. Uh, yeah, and I'll I'll bench Brenneman. Uh, okay, I want um, I'm gonna start Jeff Haxton. I'm gonna bench Chris Level, and then I'm gonna cut all the rest. Even yourself? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Again. <laughs> no bear. <laughs> I'm gonna start Jamie. I'm gonna binge Jamie, and then I'm gonna bring him in anyways. And I'm cutting everybody else not named Jamie. Catch up, lady. Cut. I would. Uh... Person who didn't give me a knife when I had orange chicken. Cut. <laughs> no, that's the only thing they gave me. No oh, fork. that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will take. I will start Ben Scully. I will bench uh, Buck, and I will cut the rest. Catch 22 once again. Clint, I'm going to give you this one. Primarily because Brenneman took over for Al Michaels since the late 60s, early 70s. And he's been there since 2019 when he retired. Feels good, doesn't it? So, Clint, your take versus take winner today. Woo-woo. Suck it, suck it, suck it. Good. It's a good Wednesday. Didn't Brenneman get himself in trouble? Am I thinking of somebody else? I think you just don't want me to win. I think you're making up fake stories. I'm just kidding. Who am I, I thinking I, of? I, you may be right. Who was? It's about mine. 100.7. The score. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7. The score. Welcome back to the bottom line. 100.7 score and 107 score.com. Congratulations to today's uh, take versus take winner. Myself, what's Scott. Which Brenneman were we talking about? Marty Brenneman. Oh. So Mar- Marty is. The voice of the Reds was. Okay, so Tom Brenneman was the one that got in trouble. Okay. And Tom was yeah. the voice of the Reds, I thought. And he was. Uh... The homophobic comments. Yes, about, about Kansas City. About Kansas City. Yeah. Um. I'm confused. So his son, they fired him and gave his son the job. I thought he retired. I think they asked him to retire. <laughs> they did a tribute to him. There's videos out here, out there, of him signing off for the last time. I don't know. I'm confused. You, you might be right. I'm just glad I got the point. So I'm thrilled that you got the point as well. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too to you. Me too. Clint Scott, Jamie Lint, Ben Poorman behind the glass taking care of us. You can hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions, reactions, all of that welcome there. Uh, we got this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line uh, from Stephen Clint. Just ordered four LED lit pickleballs for practicing at night. Jamiston refuses the pickleball challenge. Ooh. Night pickling. I will not pickling pickle at night duck. with you or during the day <laughs> or in a house or with a mouse. Let's see. I will not pickle with you, Clint. Will not pickle I not, with well, the mint. Will not pick out belly button lint. <laughs> sounds like a really, like that sounds like a junior high nickname that someone probably called you. A lot. Yeah, I bet you got that a ton. Pocket lint and belly button lint. Yeah. And I'm like, it's an E. It's not an I. It's probably made no difference to them. It's lint. Not lint. Make him say lint. Lint. <laughs> 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 it's 
It's like a Bengals, Bengals. Maybe that's when I started the whole I don't want to talk thing. When they made We're me stand in front of Maybe the worst, like, <laughs> maybe trashing on you nickname. Stand in front of the <clears throat> class in 11th grade English. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I can say ice. <laughs> I think, I don't know why. Like, I wasn't there. That's your favorite, is that your favorite That's, Jamie story? I just think that is so terrible. Nah, it like, wasn't, it but, wasn't that bad. I, I mean, I wasn't like... Well, like, why? Just what's the point? But at the yeah. same time, it's so... Like, it just sounds like that is an episode from a sitcom, but it happened to you in your real life. Like, <laughs> yeah. I hope this new school goes well. And they're like, make them say ice! Make yeah, say I, all. I, I didn't like it. wasn't I didn't like run out the room crying or anything. I was just like, this is dumb. Oh, I, I yeah. didn't think you did. Yeah. That yeah. would have been the wrong reaction. Because they would be like, make him say feelings. I just ripped my shirt off and jumped up on one of the desks. I just, I would have loved, I just, one, I want to, I want to know how long it like actually lasted. Um, probably of, of them yelling words to me to say. Yeah. Uh, probably no more than. Three or four minutes. That's a long time of just making you say words. The sec I stand by. If- oh, but the best part was, and then when it was done, she's like, "Okay, you can go ahead and do your speech now." <laughs> so I'm already nervous. It's like my first week in a new school. I have like no <laughs> friends. Okay, don't know anybody. Okay, yeah. and that uh-huh. was like the first time, like being in front of everybody and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then I had to do the speech. Yeah. <laughs> I, I stand by whenever time travels invented, hopefully in my lifetime, like I wouldn't use it to go back and like do some great thing for the world that like, Hey, if we could change this, it would make, you know, present times a lot better. Mm-hmm. I would go back, sit in that room and also make you say words. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be so fun. Make him say cranium. Uh, let's uh, get into a question of the day, shall we? Time now for Jamie's question of the day. Brought to you by someone not named Jamie. Because I have the question of <clears throat> the day. Uh, so I was reading an article today on The Athletic that kind of inspired this question. It's a little bit different than where they're going because the Cowboys clearly have a lot more games than what Texas Tech football does. And it was the 10 most valuable players for the Cowboys down the stretch of their season. Well, down the stretch of your regular season, you have two games. Um, They feel very much different. One, in level of opponent, but also strengths and skill sets and things like that. So if you have UCF at home, and then you have Texas on the road. We're not going to do a full 10, but I, I do want to see five. I want Because I want to give you enough space where you don't give. If it was just one, it feels like it would just be Baron Morton for all of us, I would assume. But who needs to be the five most valuable players? Or maybe should say who will be the five most valuable players on Texas, Tech, uh, Texas Tech's football roster over these next two games. Okay, so we're taking Baron out of it? I, since I did five, you can use Baron. Baron. One. I should. I'm just gonna in, you know enter him for all of us. Uh, I think you gotta have Taj. Mm-hmm. I think Jalen Bradford has to be really big. There's a joke there. 
Jalen Hutchins and Tony Bradford. <laughs> Two combined into one, one first, one last. Did you get it? Yeah. Oh, man. Tough crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that you're going right, to... So Tony Hutchings Jr. Got it. Okay. You're going to need to stop the run, obviously, this week, and then same thing with the Longhorns. I just... Mm-hmm. Those guys have got to be big. It's a good thing they are big. <clears throat> Strong. Um, man, just... I, I, it just seems like Taylor Demerson is your playmaker on defense. You know, whether he's coming up with big hits or he's turning the ball over, giving it back to your offense... Just he's the spark plug on defense. He's the he's the lifeblood. Mm-hmm. I'll share this. So far, we we share four of five. I'm, I'm curious if if you go if we go five of five. Truly, same wavelength. Ooh. Ooh. Um. Doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. Can I just pick the O line? No, I, it's, no, just, just one, one player. Otherwise, you could have just did every Gino. offensive lineman. Gino, we winner. Oh, yeah, oh. what's up? Look, I can't even show you. Look, I, it's right here for me. And I think you almost went in the same order. You're leaving me hanging. I can't reach. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> you. Just kidding. I don't let anybody rub on me. Yeah. <laughs> Make him slap hands. Uh, yeah, I I think Gino is a very important one because I, I I don't know if you're going to score on especially against Texas. And this is where when you combine the two, I, I don't know if you're going to score every single time you cross the field. And so I th- and he's been good. He's been solid for you, um, and he's made some big kicks this year. Clearly. None bigger than what you had last week. Although, you know, in a normal setting, it's like, oh, well, it's a 30-yarder. It's a 30-yarder clutch kick. Sure. It gives you the win in Lawrence where it seemed like you were just completely deflated. Um, I agree with all five. I almost switched out uh, Hutchings for Koi Aiken because right now I think he's been your most consistent receiver. I don't know if he's your the best of the best, but... To me, right now, he's been your best target. Seems like the guy that Barron is the most comfortable going to. Yeah, I, I think that's part of it, too. Um, ben, you got your five? Yeah, I'm going to go quick here. I'm going to go with Morton, Taj, Linton, Rabbit, Garcia. If he wasn't injured, I would have said Bryce Ramirez. But I said Garcia, right? Mm-hmm. Malik Dunlap, maybe? I think you said five there, didn't you? Morton, Taj, Garcia. I'd go with Lux over Dunlap. Rabbit. Yeah, I think I would too. <laughs> yeah, Lux is good too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's know what you think on the H4 Center chat line. Give us your five most valuable players uh, over the next two games. Yeah, and I mean, Dejan, Dejan Taylor, Demerson, there's no guarantee like he will be the one that turns over the other team, but he's certainly been on a good uh, back-to-back games. <laughs> Getting to the point.
but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Here on the bottom line, you've got us on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Jamie Lint, Ben Porman hanging out with you. We're live from the first United Bank studio. You can call us on the Visual Edge IT hotline, 806-771-0973. Or you can hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions, reactions, all of that welcome there. Take us anywhere with the mobile app that's brought to you by Happy State Bank. Uh, we're also streaming live on Fox 34 News Now and on YouTube. Tonight, we'll have Cowboys Crosstalk at 7 o'clock over on Double T 97.3. Uh, they'll take a look back at the thrashing of the Giants, the dismantling. That's nice. a bad NFL team, man. It really is. I, I, I think it was, uh, I guess Brian, it was Monday we kind of talked about this. Can Brian Dable go back to his old job? Well, you and you have a <laughs> – it's open. It, like, if you're the Giants, it's such a weird season, too, because you were hoping to take that next step. You paid Danny Dimes. Can't protect him. I mean, I know he's injured, but part of that is because you couldn't protect him. Even then, though, I don't think you saw a big – you were kind of banking on that next step of development with Daniel Jones. That didn't happen. Defensively, not good. Uh, I, I just think that that is an interesting case where – it feels like they had a that's a that's a organization that was building on some good things from last year but i think even from the start of the season i think you and i both said like if there was a team that was in the playoffs last year that won't be this year that the giants would be in that conversation i just didn't think it would be like charlie brown pulled a football or have the football pulled away from you and just flat on your back mm-hmm. type meltdown that's pretty much what it is yeah uh, here on 100.7, the score at 7 o'clock, we'll have the high school fan zone. Uh, Friendship, Cooper, and Liberty will join Tommy Wood. Uh, who's been your surprise team in the NFL? Mm. Surprise team in the NFL. Because, for, like, for me... I think I mean it's got to be the Texans. Yeah, that's they, a good one. Yeah, they that's have a, good a, one. a like a legit playoff shot right now. Um, they've got a lot of impressive wins, and that is the AFC South's a messy division. Um, I don't know how much I would, not that they want to, but I, I don't know how much I would play the hey can they make it in as a wild card game because the AFC just feels so muddled. Mm-hmm. Um, and they could. Don't get me wrong, they could, but it's probably, easier said than done. I'd probably go with Seattle a little bit. I know okay. that they were better last year and they were decent, but I, I didn't expect um, them to continue that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, honestly, I didn't think Pittsburgh would be this good yeah. at 6-3. and three. So include them in the mix. They have a, a, a negative 26-point differential yeah. and are still 6-3. and three. Yeah. That is wild to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. Uh, th- speaking of interesting divisions, now this will not. I don't. I mean, this won't last. I wouldn't guess. And then especially with the Browns, I mean, now that he was lighting the league on fire, but Deshaun Watson's out for the season. Now that came out today, but 
nine, and depending on the team, but nine to ten games in, if you had said Cincinnati's at the bottom of the AFC North, um, and then Baltimore's at the top, and really just the Cincinnati at the bottom, I just didn't expect that division to be so good and so competitive in the AFC yeah. as a whole. Baltimore's even a little bit of a surprise to me. It, it felt like <clears throat> maybe chemistry wasn't great there, but mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson's having a great year. Their offense has been really good. This may be just uh, recency bias. I, I didn't think the Broncos, I thought the Broncos would struggle just to get four wins at all this year. I'm not ready to say the Broncos are, are really worth a dang. I mean, no. Mahomes had the flu. Uh, Chiefs couldn't stop turning the ball over. Mm-hmm. That to me felt like it was as much on the Chiefs as it was the Broncos, and Buffalo is just a pure hot mess right now. Agreed. No, I and I. That's where I said yesterday. Like I, I just don't understand how the Broncos keep on going up against opponents that are legitimately giving them wins, and it's more of a. I, I'm just surprised they got to four wins at all this year. Yeah. And they'll, they'll. I mean, they should win a couple more. I don't know if it'll look the same, but like I look at their schedule, and again, I, I still I don't I'm with you. I don't think they're just some great team now, but they'll take on the Browns at home. They'll have the Patriots. Um, I have no idea what to think of the Raiders, but they'll play them again. So um, it's not a surprise. Like I cannot be- I cannot believe the Broncos are Super Bowl contenders. <laughs> I just thought. I was Clint been smoking. Same thing the uh, ketchup guy was. Sorry, non-ketchup guy. He didn't do his non-ketchup job. Non-ketchup guy. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. You can hit us up there uh, as well. This is from Bullfighter. Instead of ketchup, can I get a smile that I asked for? I don't ask for smiles. <laughs> don't require them. Any of that. <laughs> Bobby Hot Dog said 100% of Mrs. Lint hadn't been in the car jerk. Jamie comes out. (laughs) Tyler with a very important question here. Really a lifestyle question. Uh, Am I a bad person for grabbing a big handful of napkins when I go to Chipotle? No, I do it too. I don't think so. Do they force you to need extra napkins or... Well, I like napkins in the car. And that's kind of I tend to grab more than I need. And that's because there's nothing. It's better to have too much than not enough. And that's right. I mean, even if things you don't need that many, well, you just stick them in the glove box and you're good to go next time. Because sooner or later, you're going to go through a drive-thru and they're not going to give you any. Or they're not going to mm-hmm. give you, they're going to give you one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but you can't do that with ketchup because ketchup's go bad. <laughs> you can't have like a drawer at your house full of ketchup that's not in the fridge. Can't do that. Don't do it, Clint. Don't let me find out you're doing it. Don't we do have it. a sauce drawer in our yeah, house, but it's not just drawer. ketchup. It's not just like I think we've got we've got I think ninety percent in there. We've got Arby's in there. I think ninety percent of Americans do. Yeah. The Lents do not. The ketchup doesn't go bad though. Oh, I think it does. No, I mean it's it's got an expiration date on it, like anything. So I guess it does, but it's not like it's not going to be like a, it's it expires at the same rate as the big bottle. I had no idea this was a... Yeah. I mean, so, for somebody who worked in restaurants uh-huh. and they 
made you do the terrible thing where you, okay, take these two ketchup bottles that were on the table. Each of them are half empty. Mm-hmm. We'll pour it into this one. Mm-hmm. All into one and throw that bottle away and then put a new bottle on that table. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you keep doing that. Next thing you know, you got one bottle that's been out there for like three weeks and it's got bubbles in it. Yeah, don't go there. Don't oh, go you're there. not swapping out the ketchup in the from but you don't packet know to how packet. Long, yeah, I know, but you don't do that, Clint. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. As don't Gary it. Ashby would say, don't do it. Just don't do it. <laughs> His greatest quote ever. Uh, this from Bullfighter. Going to start a new list. The what JL asked for at a drive through list. I think you should. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> when we come back, we're going to tell Jamie he's wrong. Bringing you the truth or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. It is the bottom line. You've got us on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Jamie Lint, Ben Porman. It is that time of day where we get the honor, the joy, the joyous uh, feeling for joyous Jamie to tell him he's wrong. Uh, He will offer up a statement. We will then swat it back in his face unless we agree with it. Then we can say he's right. All right, Clint Scott. Jamie Lind. Ben Foreman. Our incredibly educated and entertained listening audience. Is that their full name? Yes. Notice how I told them they were entertained. <laughs> we demand that you are entertained. What would you say? What? Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> Make him say what? <laughs> <laughs> what would you say was the biggest play? So I'm asking a question before I make my statement. Yeah, this is it's not a question of the day. We did that earlier. What would you say was the biggest play in the Red Raiders win over Kansas on Saturday? It's interesting you say that. Uh, on Monday... I, and I stand by this, and I've had more time to, like, let it sink in. And I stand by it. I think that the biggest play that was made was actually in the first half. Because I think that your fourth down stop was huge on so many levels. <gasps> stop right there. Fourth down stop right there. Which brings up my statement. The fourth down stop in the first half on Saturday was the biggest play of the season for the Red Raider football team. Oh, wow. Of the whole season. Oh, man. I have one more that's in contention. Okay. What's the contention? You want to give that one first? No. The one that, that comes to mind is actually of another recent game um, with Dejon Taylor-Demerson. I think that interception, first interception, was just momentum killing for TCU. And then, I mean, helps you score and take the lead. It looked like TCU was about to start. And they already had a one-point lead. It was at 21-20. Yeah, I mean. You, you, you were on the bus of struggles. You had already <laughs> given up 
14 second half points. Yeah, offense looked terrible. Terrible. Yep, that's the other one. That's yeah. the one that's in contention for me. That was it. I'm going to agree with you, though, because the reason I think that beats that one out is TCU was not a ranked road win. Okay. And so there's a little extra stock into it. And I get because I saw this, too, and I, I totally understand going less like, yeah, they were ranked 16th, but did we? Did any of us think they were the 16th best team in the country? Maybe not, but I do think that they're a, a top 25 team and enough to still say that, that that was a ranked win. And also on the road where you um, found a way to win a game that was terrible. Just a, a very ugly football game. Um, so far when we've seen those ugly football games, you have not found ways to win them, and you did in Lawrence. Can you even come up with another one that competes with those two? I mean, because you're talking about wins against Houston and Baylor. You win by 21 in one of them and 25 in the other. A win against Tarleton State. I mean, just no, those, stop with those, all that. Those aren't. Those aren't in. Uh, yeah, those aren't in conversation for me. I. So you say I'm right. Yeah, I think you're right because Ben. ben what do you say? That the fourth down stop was the biggest play for the Red Raiders this mm-hmm. season. Yeah, I have to agree. Straight okay. up. You say I'm right. Ben says I'm right. I'm changing my wrong mind. I think I'm wrong. <laughs> I think the one at TCU is bigger. What a these because what a swerve. This is not a ranked opponent. <laughs> Thank you, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you lose the game against TC, there he was. Ben did it. Ben brought him out. George Jamie's gone. Now you have to answer like Goofy. If you lose the game against TCU, where where was your where was your heart going to that Kansas game? I just don't know that you have it. I, I just don't know that your team's still scratching and clawing. Mm-hmm. Plus, I don't know. You're right about being being a ranked team on the road, but it's still the same. means the same in the standings. And I think our fan base would rather beat TCU than Kansas. I think... It- Think, As a blanket statement, just, yes, but I think that those outside factors mean more uh, on the because you you don't like list all of these ranked wins that are in recent memory. They're not there, and then coming but, into the season, we also made the road conference. I I'm I'm, but that doesn't I give get you where anything more than I mean. It's still just one win in the Big Twelve standings. Yeah, but I, against a rival on, on paper, to, yes. On paper, yes, but I think that that still should add more to the to like the, the context of when you go coming into the season, what did we talk about? Can you get it done on the road? Can you get it done on the road? Um, and you have all of these kind of road worries, and then on top of it, when you don't have all of these ranked wins to roll out, um, even though at the end of the day it doesn't do anything different to your standings, I still think that's important. Like, those are building block types of wins. I also think that Kansas is a much better team than TCU that you beat. Much just, better team. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. Not Maybe not much better with a third-string quarterback who sure. had never thrown a college pass. That's fair. Yeah. Um, obviously, I could go both ways on this one. Mm-hmm. 
because I you started I, I went one way and then I swerved. You did the. Uh, you... I'm the only man to give myself a point and take versus take. Oh my god! <laughs> and I'm the only guy. Tell yourself tell you're wrong. Myself I'm wrong. Man, you say I have split personality. I know, I man. I can't. I'm all over the place. Are you what just like Allen Iverson crossed over us? I am losing my mind. <laughs> I. I don't know. I just think our fan base cares more about being TCU than they do against Kansas. And as much as Kansas is ranked number sixteen, it's still Kansas football. I've seen that a lot, which I get. This is from another angle. I think that that is. Uh, it's frustrating because when you're saying that, when you're saying it's just Kansas football, it's like the overrated chant. Like you're not giving yourself credit. Like, oh, they weren't as good as we said. That's fair. Yeah, it's a good comment. I, I can't disagree with what you're saying. And yet I still feel that way. Because there's seven other teams that would love to say this year that, going oh, into, it's just Kansas and we still Going won. into the season, I, I mean, ranked, unranked, whatever. If you told me which game's more important to you, Beating TCU at home or beating Kansas on the road, I would have told you beating TCU at, at home. I would have, too. Because I hate TCU with a passion. I would have, too. But mm-hmm. I think situation, situationally, when when both wins uh, are keeping your bowl hopes alive in that context, I still think that being on the road and it being a ranked win under the program's belt, under Joey McGuire's belt, um, and being able to say, like, hey, this is a top 25 victory for the program, even with the rivalry aspect for TCU. Yeah. I think I, I think the, the TCU aspect, if it was, and it didn't have to be ranked, but if it was a better TCU and it did something extra for that kind of on-paper record standpoint, I would totally buy into TCU because they wouldn't have to be ranked, I guess, to overtake Kansas. But it's that a was a, such a bad TCU team. So win against the defending national champion runner-up. Runner up. Oh, my gosh. He's saying that with so much sarcasm. <laughs> so much sarcasm. Um, I, I will say this, and I am sorry if this offends you, Clint. I probably won't. It's, I know they're ranked 16th. And what you're saying is makes sense, and that, hey, they're ranked 16th, and be, take credit for beating the 16th team, and you should be happy about that. And I am. I thought it was a huge win. I am. And I didn't think it was as, as ugly as, as a lot of people think because I think you managed that game the right way. Mm-hmm. If you're, as a Red Raider football fan, if our selling point at the end of the season is, hey, we beat Kansas, I'm like, wow, where is this program going? That's sad to me. If, if what we're most excited about is beating Kansas. Kansas is clearly on the way up, and they're they're heading in the right direction. But right now, they still don't have that. We're not a rival with them, and they're still not that. Well, it's a perennial, really good football team, you know. It's the title stigma. game contender. It's the yes. stigma. Yeah, effect. it's still there. Yeah, I, I I get that. Don't get right. me wrong. I am offended. I usually do get you wrong. You were you're right wrong. Hand usually because you're that. wrong. I get line. you wrong. <laughs> This has been the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 100-7thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.